Hey y'all, it's Lynn Howard. Welcome or welcome back to Road to an Abundant Author Life. Just a reminder, we do have a puppy in the house. So if you hear noise, I'm sorry. While he does have a crate, it is behind me in the studio, meaning he will scratch and bark and howl to be let out. So if you hear padding or playing or bones dropping, I'm so sorry. There's not a whole lot I can do about it. Although he will be attending puppy classes and puppy daycare soon. Because, yeah, it's kind of hard to get anything done recording wise or, you know, with my clients when I'm doing meetings online <laughs> with a puppy. So, yeah, that that's the, the, the warning going <laughs> into this. Give you guys an update. Um, the first book in the Skullbone Flock series, which is one of the Cedar Hill Shifter series, um, is fixing to go to the editor hopefully soon, probably by, I would say, early mid next week. I was so close getting through the edits, and then I started finding errant names. I don't know where I thought I was going in the beginning or who these people were supposed to be or if I just forgot that I wanted to include them. But yeah, so the editing's taken a little bit longer than I'd like. As we speak, the puppy is trying to get under the desk where all the wires are because he wants to be by mom. We decided to adopt him. He is no longer a foster. He is part of the family and his name is Ragnar and he is so stinking sweet. He was found nearly frozen to death uh, during one of our last Missouri snowstorms back in December, I think it was. So he's spooled rotten here now. But anyways off that topic. So let's get on with the show. Today, we are going to talk about the importance of good covers. Now, we all know the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Oh, but you can. And I have. I'm going to use a fairly popular series um, as an example. And it might shock some of you. So anyone who's seen True Blood knows that it came from um, Charlene Harris's books, uh, the Sookie Stackhouse books. I don't know if y'all have seen those covers. But had I not been recommended the book, I don't think I'd have picked it up because they are very odd and don't look like they relate to the book at all. Luckily, people did give it a chance and did read it. So they did not, you know, choose a book by its cover. But yet 99.9% .9 of the time people are judging your book by its cover because they're going to assume if your cover is very amateur, um, that the rest of the inside is amateur. Or if someone picks it up thinking it's, let's say, sci-fi and it's a romance, they're going to feel jaded. They're going to be a little mad and you're going to get a one-star review because of that. So one of the first things we're going to talk about is making sure that your cover reflects the genre. Yep, you hear that? <laughs> That's the puppy trying to get a bone out of his crate. <laughs> Y'all know what I was thinking. My my dogs are nine and 13 years old, and then I got the one-eyed cat, and y'all know cats are chill. And I guess I decided my life was a little too calm and brought in a velociraptor into my house. Okay, sorry about that. So generally, when you think of romance covers, think about them in your head. You've seen them in the stores, in Barnes & Noble, or on Amazon while you're shopping. They're generally shirtless men, or they're couples about to kiss, or um, one of the new trends is kind of like an animated thing. If you pick one of those up, you're expecting some form of romance, right? 
um, ma- let's say mafia romance or mafia light romance. It's generally men in suits, you know, fixing their covers, you know, things like that. If there's going to be some form of a paranormal aspect, you might want to add, you know, a wolf in the background or, you know, fire or something along those lines so that people know that this is this type of romance. Just initially by the cover, you can generally tell. Or, you know, fantasy. A lot of the covers tend to include elements like fire, castles, dragons. Space opera tends to include things like spaceships. So people can tell immediately when they look at the cover what type of book they're looking at. Another thing you really, really need to think about is if it's pleasing to the eye without being overloaded. Um, First of all, I'm going to highly recommend you find a professional. And you can find pre-made covers where you just, you know, change the the um the title and your your author name on sites like selfpubcovers.com and and things like that or you can hire a, a cover artist. You can even hire them on fiverr.com. I don't know if y'all know, but it's not $5 anymore. <laughs> People are finally charging what they're worth, but you can find graphic artists or cover artists in multiple places. I don't need to list them all for you. It's Google it. They pop up no time at all. Those people know what they're doing and they know what is popular in the industry at the time. But even when you hire a professional, make sure that it's eye-catching and that it's not, you know, the colors aren't clashing or, you know, maybe those bruises that the person put doesn't look like dirt. You know, I, I don't know how else to explain that. You want it to pull your attention, but you don't want it overloaded with every single tiny plot line in your book. It doesn't need to have, you know, that special book in the background because your author loves that book and, and maybe a pump in because it's during, you know, Halloween time. Make sure the cover is simple, elegant, and like true to the genre. Here's something I've been guilty of and had to recently fix some books because... When I was doing it, my yes, I do my own covers, but I do covers for other people as well. When I was doing the Big River Pack series covers, <laughs> look great, look great on the computer, look great in print even. When you tried to read the font <laughs> on the, you know, the little bitty apps, those little bitty images that you see on your phone, you could not really read the title of the book because of the colors and and the style that I use. So I had to go back and change. So you wanna make sure your font is easily readable. And there's actually like a formulaic font, you know, there's specific fonts that are used for romance, specific fonts that are used for thrillers. You don't want to use a squirrely, curly, beautiful font, you know, romance font and put it on your thriller book. Because guess what? <laughs> They're going to think that that is a romance book just by the font alone. Titles, you know, those are actually just as important. I have a hard time sometimes with titles. I usually need help. I don't know why. It's kind of like my, my ability of naming animals. I can name characters all day long. But the names for my animals, I've had redfish, bluefish, gray cat, uh, boy cat, um, famous Amos actually was named Davis and I don't know why he's famous Amos, the one I get, but he is. Ragnar is actually Ragnar Lothbrook from the Vikings. I'm not very good at naming animals or covers, apparently books. So I tend to get a lot of help. And if you're one of those people, not only can you ask other authors, you know, your friends or people in the industry, there are people that will charge you, you know, they'll, they'll, you pay them and they'll come up with cover titles, you know, book titles, or, you know, your copyright that's on the back, the blurb, they can help you with that. Um, 
a book title can make or break a book. You know, again, we do judge books by covers. I don't care what anybody says. How many times have you gone through, say, Barnes and Noble and saw a cover eh, and passed it up by the cover alone? You know, maybe it just wasn't appealing. Maybe the guy wasn't quote unquote hot enough for you or whatever. So along with the font, make sure the title not only represents the book and the genre, but is not annoying or trashy or offensive or anything like that. Something that's really big, and again, I just told you I made this, this issue with my font on ebook. You need to make sure that your book is clear and beautiful, both in paperback and in ebook. Just because something looks beautiful in your hand or on your bookshelf does not mean it's going to carry over to the e-copy because it is way smaller, right? That little bitty emoticon, or I don't think I'm using the right word, but I'm at the end of my shots. I got 18 more days. That little bitty image that we see on um, our phones or on the app or whatever, that needs to carry over. So if you're putting all these tiny little elements in there, we're not going to see it. I actually did that kind of in the beginning. I'd make the, the character's eyes glow. You could kind of see it on the paperbacks. You couldn't see that at all on the e-copies. So it was one of those things that I can, you know, I no longer do stuff like that. If their eyes are blue and the, the cover model's eyes are brown, I do want to make sure, even if it's they don't see it on the e-copy, I make sure that it's seen on the paperback because these are my babies, my book babies, just like they're your book babies and you want to make sure that they are taken well care of. But make sure that it is, you know, just as visible and just as beautiful on the e-copy. So if you need to like shrink it down on your computer or have your graphic artist or your cover designer send you a smaller image so you can make sure that it's just as beautiful and just as eye-catching when you're scrolling through Amazon as it would be if you were going through, you know, a bookstore. Because face it, even when we're buying paperbacks, most of us are ordering online now. So even if it's not an ebook that you're ordering, you're still looking at the cover online. So the image is still really small. Even if you're looking on your laptop, it's still a really small image. You know, it's not true to size. So make sure it's just as beautiful. A lot of times there's issues with pixelation when books go from ebook to um, paperback. So that's where I say, even if you're good with Photoshop, it's usually best to hire a cover designer you know, someone that knows, you know, how many pixels by inch and knows about RGB and CMYK and things like that, because that's what they do. That's what they've trained in. That's, you know, they're professionals for a reason. They charge for a reason. I don't professionally make covers for anybody anymore because my hands are a little full with everything I got going on. Um, I also, before I forget, I wanted to mention, I will be starting a newsletter for you guys. I have a newsletter for my readers. But I decided that I want to start a newsletter for y'all as well. So it will be opening soon. I'll put it in the links um, as soon as, you know, the show notes, as soon as I have it up and running. Um, I've already been writing some, you know, some posts to go out. It'll have a little bit more details about certain, you know, topics and things like that. And no stuttering from my side and no puppy sounds in the background. <laughs> you can just read it in your email. So just wanted to put that out because I keep forgetting to tell y'all. And... My, uh, my editor slash PA is mad because I keep forgetting to tell y'all, I do have a Patreon for this channel. So if you 
would like to help support this podcast <laughs> and your girl here, Lynn, um, it will be in the show notes, you know, $2 tier, you know, it gives you options to hear the podcast a day early, sometimes more if I can get it recorded, edited in time. Um, there's also options and tiers where you can have Q&A, you can have, you know, some one-on-one time with me to ask me some questions, you know, things like that. Um, I do tend to send out when I can remember, because again, my disorder, I try to send out um, links for you guys to print out different worksheets for like character building and things like that. Cause I like to share the wealth, which is why I do this podcast because when I started out, they didn't have this stuff. I, I YouTube was not really a huge thing yet. So I want to share my knowledge to y'all all. So this was kind of a short podcast, but I think I got to the point. I hope I got to the point. If you have any questions about what I said or didn't say, uh, feel free to email me at Abundant Author Life at yahoo.com. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road to an Abundant Author Life, feel free to leave a review on whatever outlet you listen from. Click the subscribe button. And if you have any questions, email me at abundantauthorlife at yahoo.com.